Welcome inside episode 655 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains and it's a Sens game day. Dallas is in town to take on the Sens who will be without one of their top two centers. And when one door closes, another one opens. Derek Brassard will enter into the lineup, but where? We'll get into that on this show. And as we do every Monday, we'll take a glimpse around the world of Sens prospects. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Lockdown Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Lockdown Senators Podcast. Thank you for making Lockdown Senators your first listen on this Monday, October 24th. The show is free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where the best way you can help the show grow is to like every video by simply clicking the thumbs up, subscribing to the Lockdown Senators channel, and leaving a comment below. Today, we want to know. Is Derek Broussard the guy to replace Josh Norris at second line center? DJ Smith mentioning they're still waiting for the swelling to go down for Josh Norris. Real big loss and unfortunate timing for him. Huge loss, especially with the Senators carrying momentum of a three-game win streak here. But this is not exactly a shock, Ross. As we know, Josh Norris has had shoulder problems before. And when you see a non-contact shoulder injury like that, and then you see Josh Norris's reaction when he gets down the tunnel, smashing his stick and kicking stuff. You know it's going to be bad. I said it on the postcast. This is likely going to be a timeline that's measured in weeks, not days. And DJ Smith all but confirmed that, saying they're still waiting, but it's going to be a while here. So it looks like the Ottawa Senators are going to have to survive without Josh Norris for quite some time. So when the injury happened initially, and you missed a golden opportunity to make sure everyone knows that Brandon Pillar is not a doctor. Yes, not a doctor. Not, not a, a diagnosis, doctor. though, weeks, eh? That to say, in all seriousness, it, it just sucks the timing. This is a guy who missed almost 20 games last year with a shoulder injury. If you missed it on Saturday in the win against the Arizona Coyotes, just goes in to snap back a face-off and went down in a heap of pain. He was able to skate off, and as Pillsy said, was really looking emotional going down the tunnel, kicking sticks. And then DJ Smith said after the game, that was tough for him as well. And you know, as a as a guy like Josh Norris, who's had these injuries before um, in college one year, and then also last season in the NHL, like, uh, again, you don't want to speculate too much, but if he's that upset, he probably thinks that it's not a short-term thing, which is really unfortunate. That line was really starting to click. This homestand yeah. was ruined to bring it at even strength. We know what he brings on the power play. Um, he's going to have to do an out-of-office note for at least a little while, but he'll come back stronger than ever and uh, be ready to go at that point. Now, this is why you go get a guy like Derek Broussard, a veteran. He's going to be playing in his 952nd regular season NHL game. He played well with those guys in preseason, but Pilsy, this is not preseason hockey. No, we are into the regular season now. And you know what? It's I still stand by what I said earlier in the postcast. I still think the correct move would be to elevate Shane Pinto. I know you don't want to break up that third line. It's had good chemistry. And I know Broussard had some decent chemistry with Drew and Dabrinkit, but 
I mean, come on, Shane Pinto is scoring in pretty much every single game he plays in. So I don't understand why you wouldn't elevate him to a second center role when he has been a second center on this team. Their record has been good with a bad roster. So I just thought that made the most sense to me. But if you don't want to disrupt things, that's fine. But when you know Josh Norris is going to be out a while, I would rather have Shane Pinto up and firing all on all cylinders sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's not written in stone, though. So at least yeah. if you can start it, you can switch it up. I, I'm just happy that Broussard's the first guy in over Dylan Gambrell. Get him in yeah. the mix. Get him playing games. And I see where DJ Smith's coming from. He mentioned not wanting to disrupt that third line. They're going to play more, though. That, to me, is kind of what I'm reading between the lines. Saw. And I, you don't want to take away ice time from Giroux and to break well, it. Well, that's just the thing, yeah. The guy in the middle's not there, but uh, I think that they're going to be just fine. And it looks like Broussard's going to play some net front on the power play. And at first glance, you're like, what? That doesn't really make sense. But in the preseason, he was using the little bumper play. Yep. He was setting up goals. So I, I'm excited to see this opportunity for Derek Broussard. I'm glad his first game is at home. I think that's going to give him a little boost, the energy from the crowd. I'm sure they'll give him some cheers on his first shift tonight. If anyone still has their voices left, game four of a five-game homestand right now. And what an absolute start to the season. We'll get into that a little bit more, but the focus of the show has to be on Josh Norris and hoping he's not out long-term. But if he is, I think eventually you elevate Shane Pinto, but it, you don't have to rush it. We talked in the postcast about how that third line did not look good on the first two games of the year in Buffalo, in Toronto. They're rolling right now. I wouldn't touch that. Just let them go. And we even had, I think someone on Twitter wrote to us saying, throw Casty between DeBrinket and Giroux. <laughs> right hey, my Sen Central standout and Martians. And player of the game. He got the chain from the fellas afterwards. Yep. I mean, that, that just goes to show, we, me and Martian, we, we got an ear on the street here. We know what's going on. And uh, yeah, it was a hell of a game by Casti. And you got to love his face-off uh, prowess as he's been dominating, as uh, Ian Mendez pointed out in his article today. But I mean, that's maybe getting a little too excited. Even myself, a Casti uh, stan here, I, I got to say, let's keep Casti on the fourth line here. That's where he's clicking. Yeah, we're obviously tongue-in-cheek on that one. He's like your prototypical fourth-line center. Go in there, bang some bodies, make some plays, put some pucks in the back of the net. Get in a fight, too. There you go. 100%. So, no, that fourth line, obviously, you're going to leave. The third line, you like to leave. So, I don't mind the move of just putting Debrinket in – or uh, Debrinket, putting Broussard in with Debrinket and Giroux and, and making sure that the rest of the lines keep clicking because – Obviously, the, the top line there, I didn't realize how much I liked Brady Kachuk with Tim Stutzler. Like, he just adds such a different element to that line, and I think he gives Timmy a little more space out there, too. Yeah, I would agree. And I think just Brady and Timmy have, uh, it seems like, a special relationship off the ice, too. So I think they can kind of chirp at each other and motivate each other to do better. So when they're on the same line, I think that really helps the chemistry. And then I love the pair of Stutzler and Batherson, too, because... They're, they're very similar players, although I would say Batherson kind of adds that defensive element that Timmy is still working on as a young player in the NHL. So overall, that line is very balanced and they have good chemistry on and off the ice. And they're really clicking lately as uh, Brady and Drake are having a hell of a start to this season. Oh, my God. To the homestand, each of them with seven points in the last three games. Like what yeah. more can you ask from those guys? And then they're bringing it on the defensive end. As well, Drake Batherson with a couple steals last mm -hmm. game that really just 
made me picture our interview with Drake back in 2018 when he brought up that at the scouting combine, he wrote, which player you model yourself after? Mark Stone, before being drafted by Ottawa. So I absolutely love that. Especially, he could have gone with Marshan Cross, like one of the East Coast guys. He's like, no, this Mark Stone character, I like what he brings. And certainly, you could argue, and a lot of people were in the tweet I put out at Send Central, he might already be better than Mark Stone in certain aspects of the game. Nobody can steal pucks like Mark Stone, but the creativity offensively, he's probably got a, a bit quicker of a first step than Mark Stone. And Definitely. Mark yeah. Stone's an awkward skater, but he's not slow. He's awkward, but he's not slow anymore. Maybe when he came into the league, he was, but yeah. Batherson, I think one word to describe him, smooth. Everything he does, it just feels like it's... Crispy, it's, even. Crispy. <laughs> The boys are feeling crispy this homestand after a 6-2 win over the Arizona Coyotes. If you want a deeper breakdown of that game, you can find our postcast wherever you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, where we have the postcast after dark, where we continue afterwards. We engage in the comments. And we should also mention, congratulations are in order for the tickets for tonight's game. We're sending a pair of people to the game. I absolutely love that. We've got Riley who won the tickets for her boyfriend, which I think is so cool. So they're going to go together. Calvin and Riley are going to be heading to tonight's game and we can't wait to see some photos. They picked the tickets up Pilsy from my parents' place. So my mom got a little chat with them and uh, just a couple young bucks that were really excited that it's people who maybe Calvin told me, he's like, I've only been in the 100 level once. So I'm super fired up that that they're going to get the opportunity tonight. And, Let's hope the Sens give them a good show. Absolutely. We we love sending Sens fans to the games and not just any. You're, you're not in the nosebleeds. We didn't get your cheap seats standing room only. No, you're in the 100s. We're hooking you guys up. So that is why, Ross, you subscribe to the show. You put the little bell notifications on. You follow at Sens Central on Twitter so you can be first in on our contest when we do giveaways. So you know when the latest episodes are coming in, when Ross teases the next big interview. You got to stay in the know. And the best way to do that is to follow along with the Locked On Senators podcast. And the show wouldn't be able to continue each and every day without the great help from our sponsors. Pilsy, why don't you go say a quick word about one of them? Absolutely. It's simply safe. It's important to keep your home safe in the decade. Over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24 7 professional monitoring, these agents can call you the moment right away when a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. So you're always covered. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras, so you know you can see what's going on inside and out. And they have motion detectors that can alert you only when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats. So it's not just break-ins and uh, things like that. You're covered from all angles. You love to see that. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. Doesn't take long at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. And you can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. These guys are hooking you up. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. 
Welcome back to the Locked On Senators podcast. It's game day. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Piller. For more, you can follow the show at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram, and be sure to subscribe on YouTube. The postcast will be live tonight. It will be Brandon Piller and at Laleem's Martian taking care of the postgame festivities. We're looking forward to a great game against the Dallas Stars. You can also check out the Locked On Stars podcast. Where I joined Dane Lewis today. That is also available on our feed on audio and video platforms. Dallas Stars are an interesting team. We're going to touch on them in just a little moment. And then we're going to wrap up today's show with a look at the world of Sens prospects. Where Tyler Boucher continued his torrent pace in the OHL. But Pilsy, I want to talk more about what Josh Norris's absence is going to mean on the man advantage. How would you shake things up? Because we know they've... To a lot of conversation, left to Brinkett and Giroux on PP1 AA. How do you move things around now with Josh Norris's office empty on the left side of the first unit? Well, I think the key to any good power play, Ross, is a trigger man. You need a finisher because you can pass the puck around all day long in the ozone if you want. Who cares if you don't have someone that could put it in the net to finish off that play? Josh Norris... No, no to, notable finisher. He's got his office. He scores on the power play. He knows what to do. Alex Dabrinkit, notable finisher. Only one empty net goal so far, though. So he's looking to finish a little bit more here. I, from what it seems like at Sens practice, Ross, from the updates we've been getting, it seems like DJ Smith has just said, hey, we lost one uh, of our trigger men. Let's just double up on the other one. And I love it. It looks like Alex Dabrinkit is going to be a part of both power play units here. Whew. And you tweeted it out, Ross. Run. Don't walk. Run to betonline.ag and get your Alex Dabrinkit anytime goal scores. Or if you're feeling a little frisky, and Ross, I sprinkled a little on these, plus two goals. And I even did a plus three goals on Dabrinkit. Yeah, you got to. If he's <laughs> playing on both power play units here, it's absolutely massive. So I think that's the one thing that we're going to look here. Although Josh Norris is a centerman on the power play, I think all eyes turn now to Alex Dabrinkit. Yeah, I can't wait to see what Dabrinkit has in store. He's obviously still at a point per game, five in five, but you want to see him, and I'm sure he wants to see himself light the lamp a little bit more. And I'm just curious how they're going to shake things out on that unit because Timmy's been playing his strong side, which is where Dabrinkit would usually line up. And it's going to be interesting because you want to keep to bring it on his one timer side. So does Timmy then move over to Norris's vacant side and then shift things around like that? Yeah, that's definitely something they could look at because that's the thing. Getting the guys in the right spots is just as important. So it'll be interesting to see how they set this power play up. I do like that they put Broussard on the one unit because I thought he did really well in the preseason there as kind of your net front bumper guy because he's someone that can make that quick pass and he's a veteran guy. We mentioned it, over 900 games played on the road to 1,000. So he knows how to put the puck away when he's given it in the right spots too. So although you lose arguably one of your top power play guys in Josh Norris, that's the beauty of what the Ottawa Senators did in this offseason is they shored up their offensive talent, especially when you look at the power play. And although it sucks not having Norris, I'm not in the least bit worried that this power play won't be able to succeed. 
So Alex DeBrinkett has 11 goals against the Dallas Stars in 22 games. There's only one team that he scored more against, Bilzy. Wow, that is very surprising. Yeah, and you know what's even more surprising? It's an Eastern Conference team. Alex DeBrinkett has 13 goals in 16 games against Carolina. Oh, I was going to say Columbus. Wow, okay. Yeah, but hey, out of all Western Conference teams, which is why, obviously, I look at that. He's playing the West, playing the Central Division. These two teams would have met a lot when he was in Chicago. And yeah, more goals against Dallas than any other team in the Nash- in the Western Conference and second most in the National Hockey League. So something to keep an eye on as we head into tonight's game. Something else I'm going to be keeping my eye out is Jake Ottinger. This kid is ridiculously talented. Brady Kachuk's old teammate at Boston University back in the day. I remember wanting him so bad in the 2017 draft, and he went just before the Senators pick. Ultimately, they take Shane Bowers. That draft doesn't matter until the second and fourth round. But, um, yeah, that that kid is unbelievable. We'll touch. Actually, let's get into it right now. Game day preview. Let's do it. My lookout player, Jake Ottinger. Because you're like, okay, he was the only reason that series against Calgary went seven games last year. He was a man possessed in that game. Like the it was overtime game seven, right? I'm yeah. pretty sure it went all the way. Yeah. And I, I mean, Brady probably put some voodoo on him right at the end. <laughs> He's like, okay, I got to get my brother here past, but Jake Ottinger's numbers were simply outstanding. And then Dallas's owner notoriously did not want to give these kids with Jason Robertson and with uh, Jake Ottinger long-term deals. So they both settled for, Bridge deals. I think that's going to burn them down the road, but they might be like, okay, then we'll have Ben off the books. We'll that's, have- yeah. I get a bit, but this kid, like, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be a star for years and years to come. Last year, <laughs> a in the Dallas post- star or, or just a general star? I hate that. I hate that. Uh, 954 save percentage for Dallas in the postseason last year. You're like, oh, he can't get any better. Pilsy, he's 4 0 on the season with a 959 save percentage. He's allowed five goals in four games on 121 shots against. This kid is a man possessed. And when you look at the goalies who have come to town on this on this homestand, they haven't had a guy like Jake Ottinger. And no disrespect to Darcy Kemper. I know you have a Stanley Cup freshly uh, in your closet, but he made big saves, but he didn't make all the saves on that playoff run. Jake Ottinger no. is on a different level, so they got to get to him early. They've scored first, and they've scored often in all these games. they got to keep that going here if they want to have success against a stingy team that's really well coached. They obviously yep. moved on from Rick Bonus after last season, and now Pete DeBoer, his resume speaks for itself. Now, Ross, do we know Ottinger is starting? I would hate for your uh, lookout player to be on the bench. Well, get this. Usually, Ottawa's been getting the backups over the years, right? That's why I ask, yeah. Strangely enough, the Dallas Stars started their backup, Scott Wedgwood, in Toronto. Yeah, that is a strange move. Yeah, that is strange. So, hometown, your Western Conference team, but, like, kind of strange to do, do a favor that early in the year, but yeah, Ottinger played in Montreal uh, on Saturday. But I, I think he's I think he's on today. I'll give you an alternate just in case. Okay. Do you want to give yours first so I don't steal it? Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I would like to because I'm going with 
This guy, Ross, he an ageist wonder in Joe yes. Pavelski. Like, he gets the hattie against Montreal. He's leading the team in points. This is someone, Ross, when Dallas signed him, I think it was a three-year deal, $7 million per uh, in the offseason a couple years ago. I was looking at that being like, this is a Patrick Marlowe situation where for the first two years, they're going to love that. And then the third year, they're going to be scrambling to get out of that. No, not even close. I mean, this guy is so good. He puts up points seemingly uh, through every single season he's been in the NHL. And important to note, Ross, you talked about Pete DeBoer, his old coach in San Jose. So they've got a connection there. And DeBoer knows how to use Pavelski. And Pavelski obviously is familiar with his systems. So... I don't see any reason why Joe Pavelski isn't going to be a threat against the Ottawa Senators again in tonight's game. So I'm going to be looking out for Joe Pavelski. Good. You didn't take my guy, but that's a super press one. I spoke with Dane Lewis about that on Locked On Stars. Like his first year in Dallas, albeit shortened with COVID, where it canceled the end of the season, I think he had like 30 points. And you're like, oh, was that like an okay signing of a guy who's just kind of fizzling out at the end of his career? Yeah, got 88 points in his last 87 games going back to last year. Like this guy is is a warrior and he's played pretty well against Ottawa in his career. So I will be looking out for him. But my backup is Miro Haskin. And how can it not be? Get this stat. So far this year, he's been on the ice for 10 Dallas Stars goals and none against. Wow. I mean, when you look at Dallas's numbers, though, uh, they're one of the best teams in the league in goal differential here. So I think, uh, yeah, look, 20 goals for eight goals against. Like, wow. So when your top defenseman is playing that good, that'll help out those numbers. 100%. The Dallas Stars, we expect them to line up in this game. I'll let you know right now. It's going to be Rupe Hintz at center between Jason Robertson and Joe Pavelski. The second line is Tyler Sagan between Mason Marchment and Dennis Gurianov. The third line, Wyatt Johnston, a rookie who came in after a red-hot OHL season. He's on the third line with the captain, Jamie Benn, and Ty Delandrea. And the fourth line is Luke Glenn Denning, Radic Faxa, and Joel Kiviranta. On defense, Miro Haskinen and Colin Miller. Ryan Suter, watching him play, may as well put you to sleep, get the melatonin out. Yanni Hackenpah and Essa Lindell with Niels Lundqvist, of course, acquired from the Rangers right before the season, and Dane had great things to say about Lundqvist. He's got three points in his first five They paid games. a big price to get him, Ross. Uh, first or third, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Conditional first, but I think it'll it'll hit. But, uh, yeah, that's a big price to pay, but he's 22 years old, and he's, he's already starting to really fill out and get those points up as a defense or an offensive defenseman, which basically Dane told me he's a poor man's John Klingberg and that they hope he can develop into him. Basically. Yep. That's, that's fair. And I think with the play of Miro Heiskanen, it made it a lot easier for the stars just to let go of Klingberg. Like when they didn't trade him at the deadline, I was pretty shocked because you could have got a real good return for him. And they knew it was very clear they weren't going to sign him. Like, I think Elliot Friedman said the two sides were apart millions of dollars, like three or four millions uh, of dollars apart in contract negotiations. So it clearly was not going to happen. So they'd take a gamble and just let him go. And then they replace him with uh, a younger guy in uh, Niels Lundqvist, like you mentioned there, and then hope that... Um, He's going to keep going. I actually really like this decor for Dallas. I know you hate Ryan Suter, but... Worst player in the league. Hakenpah is 
That's a guy I, I wish the Ottawa Senators looked at. Yeah, I love the way he plays. And Colin Miller, I feel like, is a guy that always gets tossed aside. And he was kind of, he lost a, a bunch of years in Buffalo, it seemed like. But that's a guy that I thought the Ottawa Senators might take a look at, too. So this decor, although it's not as star-studded as it used to be without Klingberg, is still really good depth and balance. We'll get into keys to victory, but first, your locked-on player for the Ottawa Senators, who we expect to run the exact same lineup. So I didn't make the card today. We'll get back to that uh, for the next game on Thursday when they wrap up their homestand against Minnesota. But let's see if I can do it right off the top of my head. At this point, I probably should be able to. There's only one change. Tim Stutzla in between Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson. Derek Broussard between Alex DeBrinkett and Claude Giroux. Shane Pinto on the third line between Tyler Mott and Mattia Joseph. And the fourth line is Mark Kastelik. Parker Kelly and Austin Watson on defense, Shabbat and Zub, Sanderson and Hamannick. And the third pair is Brandstrom with Holden. We expect Anton Forsberg to start and we will until told otherwise as he's played in every game, every minute of the year so far this season. Pelzi, who are you locked on to tonight? Well, we already touched on it, so I won't get too much into the depth here, but it's Alex Dabrinkit. I mean, if you get a chance to play on both power play units, you've got a new centerman in between you and Derek Broussard instead of Josh Norris. I'm very intrigued to see how that's going to go. And sure, he's only got that one empty netter, but it's not for lack of trying. He's putting up big shots. He's getting in the mix. He's still getting assists. He's still being a big part of this play and a big part of this offense. So I'm going to be locked on to Alex Dabrinkit. I'll give you my locked on player after a quick break, and then we'll go to keys to victory and a look around the world of Sens prospects. All that's coming up. We'll be right back on the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to Locked On Senators. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Piller, and we got to mix up the intro music. We'll, we'll do that over the next week or two. But I don't, I don't hate it, Ross. It's kind of nice. Yeah, but I, I think I was saying to you, I would rather go for some like fun like hip-hop beats in between rather than like hard rock. But we'll we'll brainstorm it uh, for sure. Call Dr. Dre. He'll make us a beat. How about that? Yeah, yeah. We'll see if he's busy. All right. You might remember the last time Ottawa played Dallas. It was in Texas. And Cowboys defensive tackle... And no, Ottawa boy, Neville Gallimore Hmm. was at the game. I've been trying so hard to get this guy on the show. Yeah, that'd be fun. Cowboys PR, please get back to me. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're working. We're still waiting to hear back from the Dallas Cowboys and Dr. Dre. (laughs) Jerry Jones, answer my emails. Come on. That's hilarious. Uh, Obviously, that was a fun side story in last year's game. Ottawa went 2-0 against Dallas last season. And both games were in the first seven of the year. That means two of Ottawa's four oh, yeah, that's right. 20 games were both against Dallas. Yeah, but, I mean, you're looking at the records here, Ross, and the Dallas Stars are 4-0-1. So you don't exactly love to see that, but may yeah, I remind 3-0. you... 3-0-0 in their last three games, the Ottawa Senators. Yes, and the last time an undefeated team came to Ottawa, the Boston Bruins, they got whacked 7-5, to so... The Senators have no issue dealing uh, teams that are undefeated in regulation, their first regulation loss. So hopefully they can do that again tonight. The Ottawa Senators haven't... No, they did at the end of last season. They did. I mean, three of them took extra time, an OT win and two shootouts. But Ottawa did have a four-game win streak at the end of last year. We're at two of them, Pilsy. The game against Montreal, and they followed that up 
with the win over New Jersey, where Drake Batherson sent Tyler Smith into the shadow realm before ending that game late in overtime. But tonight's game against the Dallas Stars, my locked-on player for your Ottawa Senators, and I'm thinking I'm going to keep saying it until we get... Wow! Scott Wedgwood in the starters then, by the way. <laughs> I I had a weird feeling, Ross. I don't know. I can't describe it. I just knew that that was going to happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> my lookout player. My goodness. Uh, good thing I had your back there and uh, let you know to have a backup. Otherwise, oh boy, would that have been embarrassing, Ross. Wow! I can't. I can't. We'll get. We'll tell you Scott Wedgwood's <laughs> numbers against the Ottawa Senators, but that actually makes me feel really good about tonight's game. That makes me feel real good. It doesn't. I don't feel real good, but I feel better because as we did touch on it quickly, Scott Wedgwood still having a decent season, and he's been a nice pickup for that uh, Dallas Stars organization that has had a a carousel of goalies. Like you look at Holpe, Bishop, Kudobin, like they. Their whole goaltending plan has just been crazy. So they finally have stability in Ottinger and Wedgwood. I wish I could do like a a rewind where my lookout player, all confident, is Jake Ottinger. (laughs) Yeah, sick call. Sick call, Ross. Although Looking up for him on the bench. Hey, my levy lock hit again with the DeBrinket goal on Thursday night. So I might have a levy lock for you guys today. Follow along at Send Central for that. But my lo- my locked on player is Jake Sanderson because I'm just having so much fun watching this guy yep. evolve into a top four NHL defenseman that we said all summer, we're putting too much expectation on this kid. And he just continues to impress me each and every game. So I'm looking out, I uh, locked on him tonight for a real exciting, uh, I'm really excited to see offensively when he's going to pop because it's a matter of if not when he scores his first goal. I mean, the points are there, though. He's still, and this is what... Primaries uh, last game. Yep, this is what I anticipated with Jake Sanderson. You're not going to get the goals, but you're going to get a lot of great assists. Like, that pass to set up Brady Kachuk. Oh, my goodness. Shades of Eric Carlson, dare I say. I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, I'll allow it. Like, I wish we had a better angle, like the alternate angle, so that we would be able to see how close it was at the blue line. It was so close. He put he shot that puck from his own blue line, yep. and next thing you know, the camera pans and Kachuk's at the hash marks. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, you could, like, that is perfectly executed. And Brady said later, like, he's just thrilled to share the ice with Jake Sanderson. I love that quote. Sharing the ice with him is just a thrill. Like, wow. That's awesome. So I'm locked on Jake Sanderson tonight. You're locked on Alex to bring it. You have any Pilsies parlays or no parlay, no parlay. I'm still 0-2, although I did hit the over and sends money line parlay, but we're not counting that. I didn't tweet it out to the good people. So still looking for that first win. But Ross, the Ottawa Senators went 0-2 to start and now they're 3-2. So I'm anticipating a similar trend for Pilsies parlay when it comes back. Pilsy, what is your key to victory for the Ottawa Senators in tonight's game? My key to victory, and this is a massive key to victory, Ross. The Dallas Stars, like I mentioned, that goal differential, 20-8. to eight, But where the glaring stat is for me, and I don't know why, I'm, I'm circling it on my computer as if you can see it, but you cannot. But imagine me circling this big number. Power play percentage. 35.3% on the power play, Ross. That's absolutely sick. And 
92.3% on the PK. So if the Sens are going to make hay in this game, they got to do it five on five and they got to do whatever they can to contain uh, the Dallas Stars power play because we talked about what's that uh, you want your number of your combined uh, penalty kill and power play to be 100. Well, not a math guy, but whatever 95 plus, uh, oh, I lost my spot here, 95 plus 35, 92, sorry, Jesus, 92.3 plus 35.3. Yeah, I can't do that math quickly, but that is well over 100. I can tell you that for free. So <laughs> this Dallas Stars team has been absolutely crushing it on the special teams. So yeah, my key to victory is dominate on five on five. That's I think that's the only way you're going to beat this team because with good goaltending and good special teams, it's tough sledding. Wait, are you saying good goaltending with Scott Wedgwood? Yeah. Okay. I, my key to victory is get to him early. I, I want the Wedgwood chant. Yeah, rolling. that's a good two-syllable goalie chant. Or two-syllable goalie chant. With an Ottinger. Yeah, Wedgwood <laughs> is way better. I want to be hearing that. And, again, we love when everyone sends us their boots on the ground posts yeah. on Twitter. Make sure you tag Send Central. Automatic retweet. We absolutely love that. Scott Wedgwood, I should say, though, is 2-0 and against the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, he's but he's good, what? man. Don't don't disrespect his name. He is good. Dude, he's 2-0 and against the Sens. He's also got a 4.0 goals against average in those games. Do you know why? How Dude. many of those games are with the Arizona Coyotes? Both Tell of me them. That. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The, the first one, he let in 5 on 46 in, in Arizona. And then in Ottawa, he actually played really well. 40 saves on 43 shots. Ottawa peppered Arizona. I can't believe they lost both those games. They had a combined nine, 89 shots on goal. Quick math. Boom, boom, cha-ching uh, there. But um, no, I, I think that you have to get to him early and just go from there. I know he played well in Toronto. They lost in overtime. He made 40 saves in that game yeah. as well. But I think you just have to keep it rolling. Like the only time they didn't score first this season is against Washington. And it took a five on three power play against them to get it. So maybe I'll say discipline, but I love how they're, they're scoring first and it just changes the whole dynamic of how you play, especially without Norris. Like they're not going to have as much offensive pop and fair enough. Taking 35 goal score in 66 games out of the lineup. I think that you want to score first and then, no offense to everyone going to the game tonight. You've heard the horn 18 times in three games. Just, you know, cradle this one to bed. I, I wouldn't mind. Play the yeah. game like Ryan Suter's played his whole career. Just boring pivots off the glass. Just like lull this game to bed. Dallas is on a long road trip and it's continuing after this one. They've already played Montreal and Toronto and they're staying in the East after this game. Just score first, cradle at home. That's my key to victory. Yeah, I think the under is going to be the uh, way to go in this game. I think we're going to see a really tight, hard-checking game. And both these teams are coming in hot and uh, meeting each other. So it's going to be very interesting to see how things go here. And I believe, Ross, Anton Forsberg not on the ice for practice. However, I think (laughs) DJ Smith and Zach Barker are just like, you know what? You're you're good. Take the mornings off and come in. It's Eric Carlson. It's the Eric Carlson maintenance day. Remember that that uh, that run where he literally didn't practice for like three months. I mean, so, some players you don't need it, and it's not and it's not just being like, oh, you're you're elite, you don't need practice. Like we talk about practice, we talk about practice. Um, it's just that if your coaches can trust you, 
And that's a conversation you have. Like, look, do you need the practice? Do you need to get warmed up? No, I'm good. All right. Fine. Remember when uh, Eric Carlson was almost traded to Dallas? That was always one of the teams that it felt like was in the mix. Really? No, I don't remember that. I always thought it was Lightning, Vegas, and Sharks. I didn't know Dallas was in the mix. Dallas was was in the mix for them, and they they just couldn't make it happen. I think Ottawa wanted Haskin. Yes, actually, I do remember. That's why I don't remember, because it was a quick, uh, we want Haskin, no, end of conversation. Probably a pretty good call for, for the Dallas Stars. But hey, sure, hashtag sure. sends abroad. We got to give Eric Carlson a little shout out. Six points in eight games to start the season yeah. for a brutal team. Pretty impressive. He had a great goal. Um, game winner at Madison Square Garden. That guy is still showtime. So I know the injuries have slowed him down. He's playing on a brutal team. Sends won the trade, but he's always going to be an electric talent. And in my opinion, a Hall of Famer. There's no Norris Trophy winners, not in the two-time or more Norris Trophy winners, not in the Hall of Fame, except for Eric Carlson and Duncan Keith. And we know Duncan Keith's the first ballot with the three cups, two gold medals. How yeah. are you? But I think Eric Carlson's right there, the way he kind of modernized how defensemen play. And there's a lot of guys who can contribute now the same way that, that he did. Obviously, Kale McCarr being the uh, the cherry on top of that conversation. From Sens Abroad to Sens Prospects, Pilsy, who impressed you the most when you looked around at the point totals this weekend? There's a bunch of guys, Ross, but uh, you know the what? Disher? <laughs> yeah, definitely the Disher did good. But I'm going to start off with uh, Tyson Dick, Ross, as he had a goal and an assist in a 6 nothing UMass win on Saturday. And he's looking pretty good here. Three points in five games to start his NCAA career. That's courtesy of our guy at Sens Prospects. So for a seventh-round pick coming into the NCAA he started off hot, so I'm going to give a, a quick first shout-out to Tyson Dick. Okay, all right. With the University of Massachusetts under former Sens assistant coach Greg Carvel, who's the uh, the head coach there. And next season, he's going to be joined as well by uh, Theo Wahlberg. Or no, yep. he's going no, he's going to Ohio State. Ohio, right. It was uh, – there's another guy from this draft. Cameron O'Neill, guest of this show. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, We spoke to about Greg Carvel. There are so many Sens prospects. I don't know how at Sens prospects on Twitter keeps up with it, but he's back. Last year, you know, he was a new dad. He was, you know, maybe maybe not posting as much. He's looking after his own prospect, Ross. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> well, have time for Sens prospects. He's back, 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 back. So it's great to see him posting clips. And uh, he had that great note on Levy Marilinen, how he was red hot. This weekend wasn't as good for him. Went one and one, let in um, six goals in two games. You know, whatever. They were shut out. It happens. He could have let in one in that last game. They still lose that game. So uh, still good numbers on the year. 10 games, 923 save percentage. But I'm a little nervous about Oliver Johansson. And maybe it's early, but you know, he's lighting it up five points in four games with J20, right? Then he goes up with Timra with the SHL and you're like, okay, playing in the top league. He's a little bit undersized, skilled, but undersized, and he's not getting ice time. So he signs an extension with Timra, but then gets loaned to the Allsvenskan, the same league that Philip Nordberg is now playing in full-time. It looks like he's staying up there, which is a great another story. But he's only got zero points. (laughs) He's only got zero points. Yeah, I wanted to tease that a little bit. Now, they aren't showing his ice time in this league. Oh, boy. But I'd like to see a little more production than zeros across the board. Yeah, I'll be honest. I kind of forgot about Johansson there. So, yeah, he he has been quiet. 
Yeah, 100%. That's about all we have to say about him. With Philip Nordberg, though, yeah, it's good to see. He's averaging more and more ice time. He's up to about 12 minutes per game over his last three playing in the Allsvenskan. So anything that, that improves his development is, is good by me because obviously you trade away your top two picks in this draft. You want yeah. the guy who you finally do go up and select to bring something to the table. But really, the star of the show of the 2022 draft, there's probably two of them right now. I'll let you touch on the guy in Kitchener, but nice. our boy Oscar Pedersen, no points this weekend. Still had five shots on goal in the two games, but he still has 10 goals, 18 points in 15 games. So really like what we're seeing out of Pistol Pete Pedersen over in the all Svenskin, sorry, all in the, uh, the J20 national team. So yeah, would we like to see him move up to the SHL a little bit? Sure. Rogla is a really good team, but I like the production that we're seeing out of him. Yeah, me too. And speaking of production, Thomas Hamara continues to produce Ross. He's got six points in eight games and, Although it pains me to say, his Kitchener Rangers did defeat the Guelph Storm in overtime. He picked up an assist there, but he also picked up a major penalty for slew footing. And uh, at Sense Prospect mentioned, there could be a suspension coming up here. So that's something you don't love to see. Slew foot, an absolute greasy play in hockey. And typically, it's, it's not an accident. You do that on purpose. It's premeditated sometimes. So hopefully that's not a habit we see continue as we saw P.K. Subban got into a slew foot season uh, last year. I think there was like five consecutive slew foots by him. So you don't want him having that habit. But other than that, he's been putting up points and helping the Kitchener Rangers. Yeah, 100%. He's up to six points in eight games on the season. All right, we saved our boy for penultimate. Here, because I do want to talk about the disher, but Tyler Boucher continues oh. to be an offensive weapon. And if you haven't been down to the Civic Center TD place yet, what are you waiting for? This team is a complete wagon. Not yeah. only does Tyler Boucher have six goals in seven games, but the 67s haven't lost a game yet this year. Nine and oh, it's crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah, Great so. Definitely Tyler Boucher, you can say he's feeling comfortable. And I just, it, we got to say it again, Ross. It's so cool that he gets to play junior in the city of the NHL team that drafted him. I think that's got to be such an experience because he's going to get a little flavor, a little taste, a little amuse-bouche of what the city of Ottawa can be like. Who is the last player to develop with the 67s and play for the Ottawa Senators? Mm. Trivia. I think a lot of people are going to get this one right away. Yeah, not me. Um, Cody CC. Oh, okay. CC was actually, I was just about to say it, I promise. How about right before that? Before that? Yeah, this is going to be kind of a, a blast from the past name. Not too long ago, 2011 draft. Yeah, I don't got that. Shane Prince. Remember oh, that okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, there you go. He's been playing the KHL for the last number of years. All right, postcast coming up after... Tonight's game, the Dallas Stars are in Ottawa, 7 p.m. Eastern puck drop. And then you can come on to our YouTube channel, which is a perfect time to ring the bell. Beside when you hit subscribe, you can hit the bell. Because I'm not sure, when I upload the scheduled tweet or the schedule for the YouTube, I'm not sure because sometimes it says like starting soon. I'm not seeing that on YouTube. So we always give it one minute. We're playing the elevator music and waiting for people to join Right away, we put it out on Twitter at Send Central and on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. But that's why you ring the bell, so that right when we go live, boom, it'll come and uh, and you'll be able to join because we are having a ton of fun 
with the postcast. And we're still refining it, but I like the new format, Pillsy, where we each give our bingo, bango, bongo hot takes right off the bat, send central standouts, and then we interact with a YouTube exclusive with all of the fans. And I want to I I touch on that quickly, Ross. Um, also, a new part of our YouTube is we've included super likes, super <laughs> chats, and there's one more super. But we had our first one, Ross, and I was looking at it. Uh, if you guys want to support the show, feel free. Do as you please. We, we don't uh, demand or, uh, or beg for anything. But we had a super chat comment. Whoa. A listener gave $5 to the show. So, hey, everything helps out the show, and that helps us out of a bunch. So if you want to make sure your chat in the comment is recognized and we get to it, Give it a little, uh, a little couple shekels in there for the super chat, and uh, we'll make sure to do that. Hundred um, percent. And then there's some comments you, you should go see as well when you're on our YouTube page. There's this one guy specifically. Thank you for your continued support. What an absolute troll job we've got in the comments. So go make sure you're letting him hear it. But we also want to thank Cheryl Pounder who was on our show yes. on Friday. What a wealth of knowledge, and I can't believe we didn't ask her why she's not working with the Sens yet. That was a comment asked. I mean, she's got the the resume. She could help in player development. Just saying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's got a good job at TSN, so that that helps. Um, yeah, the Sens' loss is our gain. At exactly. Home. That's the thing. Everyone's pushing so hard for that. Meanwhile, I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's just keep that a secret for now because Cheryl Pounder is so awesome on the broadcast. And if she started working with the Sens, that would be less and less we got to see and hear from her. So I, for now, I'm on uh, I'm on team TSN for Cheryl Pounder because I, I don't want her to leave the broadcast anytime soon. Any final thoughts on today's show, Pelzi? Go Sens, go. I mean, they were on a three-game win streak. Ross coming up is the Dallas Stars undefeated in regulation. If the Toronto Maple Leafs can beat you, anyone can. So hopefully that gives the Ottawa Senators a big boost here. So my final thought is going to be the, the good word of Shawarma Palace is spreading. Oh, Did yes. you see uh, another College of Sports media grad, just like you and I, Faisal Kamiza, just tweets out, no yep. context, just said, Shawarma Palace is the best. I mean, what context do you need, Ross? Unbelievable. That's awesome. We love our friends over at Shawarma yeah. Palace. We'll talk to you more about them tomorrow, but we'll see you next in the postcast after a 4-2 win for the Ottawa Senators. Calling it right now. 4-2 win. 4-2 win for the Ottawa Senators, and we'll talk in the postcast with our buddy at Laleem's Martian. But for today, we say goodbye for Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast for Team Every Day.